Now, the latest lockdown regulations are in are irresponsible and unacceptable when considering the balance of risk to life as well as the livelihoods in South Africa. It focuses on a country's depleted resources into dubious measures combating one relatively small contributor to death rates in South Africa, COVID-19, at the expense of all other causes of death and risk to others. So says the legal analyst in Saka Licha, Daniel Duplessis. A very good afternoon to you, sir, and welcome. Thank you for having me. On what basis is Akalicha condemning the latest lockdown regulations as irresponsible and unacceptable? It's important to remember that this isn't the first time we've seen Level 3, and we, this isn't the same uh, first time we've seen an increased level of lockdown. You remember that we've actually seen this earlier in the year, and it had little to no effect in actually changing the virus's natural course. So what we need to do, and this is a very serious thing, this virus, we need to be very careful in addressing this very serious problem, not to create other serious problems. The issue is that we've actually had a vast depletion of South Africa's internal resources for actually being able to deal with hardship. And so if government is overeager in reinstituting policies which damage the economy, they actually run the risk of killing more people than the virus ever could. Well, the president did indicate last night they're trying to save lives rather than making sure that everybody do contract COVID-19. So are you then saying that the country's depleted resources are being used for these dubious measures that are combating only one relatively small contributor to the death rates in South Africa? That's absolutely the case. If you consider the fact that we know that economic damage actually kills people as well. And so what the government has done, and it's very understandable, because COVID-19 is a very visible source of damage to the economy and to people's lives. But there are other reasons, other things to watch out for as well, which may not be immediately obvious. And so we've seen that South Africa has actually put pedal pedal to the metal earlier this year in uh, using as many and as much of its economic um, resources and resiliency in uh, handling and creating lockdowns earlier in this year. This means that we've already lost a lot of the fat that we could have used to sustain ourselves through the course of the lockdown in this year and in next. It's important to remember that lockdowns and the function of a lockdown is is not to prevent COVID-19 deaths, it's to postpone them and hopefully to postpone them into a point where we have the capacity to deal with those deaths and or something like a vaccine to actually prevent them. The problem is is that government doesn't seem to have built that capacity, Mm -hmm. nor does it seem to have actually taken the adequate steps to procure the vaccine. And so we're in a tough situation. We can try and keep on doing what we're doing, but that's just not sustainable. And we might find ourselves in a position where the economy and people's livelihoods have been damaged to such an extent that we just can't get out of it. But what are the alternatives that Sarkolicha would put forward? So that's a good question. Um, I think the most important thing for government to focus on is actually getting the capacity right and making sure that administration is, uh, occurs as efficiently as possible. That's at this point most probably responsible for most of the lack of uh, capacity and issues that we're seeing. But also government needs to be very careful when instituting policy to actually make it clear what the risks and benefits are. Government still hasn't given us the data, which seems to suggest that, for instance, restaurants should be shut down or, for instance, that lockdowns actually do work in the South African context. Many scientists, local and international, have actually expressed doubt whether or not lockdowns actually do anything in the South African context. And government has been reticent in giving that data to the public. But the government would uh, then argue that the first lockdown actually brought down the numbers. How would you respond uh, to that? That's very tricky and very difficult to say. 
Remember, the lockdown actually peaked in the previous, uh, these level infections actually peaked in the previous level three. And they actually went down during the last part of level three and level four. And you can do a statistical analysis, and statistical analysis has been done on these um, issues. Mm. And if we're interested in following the science, we need to follow the science as well. There seems to be no statistical correlation between lockdowns and actually preventing infections in the context of South Africa. If that is your argument, what action would you take now as Sarkalika taking this matter forward? You know, it's very difficult. Uh, most of what needs to be done uh, should have been done earlier this year or even in previous years. The thing is, a strong economy would have given us more space to actually institute things like lockdowns, etc., if we really believe they did work. So now we are in a tricky situation. We need to do the best we can. So one thing to reconsider is, for instance, closing down public accommodations, especially in open air. We know from international research that these are actually less likely to represent a possibility for transfer because people need to go somewhere and they will be going somewhere. And so the risk is, is that we actually just concentrate them into more risky situations or, as it happened earlier this month, in fewer days of the month, which means more people in more crowded public accommodation. Another issue, for instance, is the alcohol ban um, might affect something. If we just take the beer industry, something like 500,000 South African jobs, we need to be very careful in ensuring that we don't actually cost these people their livelihood because that's going to do a lot more damage than any amount of drunk driving could ever do. Mr. Duplessis, I thank you so much for your time. That was Daniel Duplessis, the legal analyst at Saka Licha. What's your thought on all of that?